when people see that you've invested in yourself and have great images, it grabs their attention and makes them stop and go, who's this person and what have they got to say? And that helps your voice. It helps you be seen and heard more and create more of an influence and impact in what you do. Welcome to the Career Success Coach Podcast. If you're an accomplished professional ready to attract ideal opportunities, level up your career growth and create a powerful presence in your industry, you're in the right space. I'm your host, Sarah Macris, and I'm passionate about helping executives and business professionals become visible in their space, establish themselves as a leading authority and create their dream opportunities. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Career Success Coach podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Macris. And today we have with us Prue Aja, who is a portrait and branding photographer, personal development coach, and a motivational speaker. With a passion for empowering transformations, Prue helps individuals embrace their authenticity, awaken their brilliance, and expand their influence and step into their full power. Known for her timeless style and deep understanding of personal growth, Prue's expertise and unwavering commitment to understanding her clients make her a trusted resource for high-profile executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders seeking to elevate their personal brand and embrace their purpose. Get ready to be inspired by Prue's engaging takes on self-belief, confidence, personal growth, and looking your best in front of the camera. So welcome, Prue. Hello, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's great to have you. And finally, be able to like get behind the layers of what makes a great photograph as well. Before we do that, tell us a little bit about, about yourself so everyone can know. I've been a photographer for over 13 years now. And previous to my photography career, I was a fashion stylist. So I worked on big advertising and editorial campaigns in Australia and in the UK. And when I became a photographer, I didn't want to be a fashion photographer. I was really inspired by people who were making an impact in the world. So I wanted to bring my fashion background and create more stylized, I guess, corporate portraits. And this was back in 2010. And the whole personal brand movement was really starting to begin. So it was a matter of good timing as well. And that's what I've been doing. I've been working with people making an impact in the world and making really cool photos of them so that they stand out online and it helps them make more of an impact, reach more people, have more influence as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about sort of your career? You mentioned that you were a fashion stylist. That must have been very exciting and interesting. How did you just sort of make that transition over to photography? Well, the funny thing is I actually always wanted to be a photographer and when I was graduating from high school, I thought, oh, you know, it's too competitive, it's very male dominant, I'm going to study fashion design, which, you know, this is competitive really. So I studied fashion design and moved to Sydney and worked in fashion PR for a very short stint and was meeting all these stylists. And I was like, I want to do what you're doing. And then I became a stylist. And next thing you know, I'm working alongside some of the world's best photographers. And I was starting to make suggestions and do things which they didn't really appreciate. And I thought, okay, well, I think I need to go and do this for myself. So after about eight years in that career, I was actually sponsored to stay in the UK. And I was back in Australia for a year, 2008. And I, yeah, the economic crisis happened and I thought, you know, I don't want to go back to the UK. I also met my daughter's dad and decided to stay. And I found the best photography school in Australia, which was RMIT in Melbourne. 
and applied, got in, and that's when it all started happening really. And that's when I kind of was, I did try architectural photography and a few other things, but I just love people. I've always loved business and I love fashion. So it was just a merge of the three things together. I remember once there was a woman I followed online and I just loved her photos. And I remember looking at them thinking, wow, I wish I could, you know, I wish I could have photos like that. This was years ago. And then I stumbled across your profile on LinkedIn, I think, and I went to your website and I saw that you had been the person that had taken those photos. And I thought, wow, it's meant to be. I need to speak to this woman. And I just loved the way that you brought out the personality of the person that was having the photo taken. How do you do that? Like what do you sort of feel like is the secret behind that? Well, it's really important for me to understand my client before we even have the shoot day. So I do kind of a little coaching session with them to understand what their goals and vision is and where they're going so that when it came to taking the photos, I was creating not photos of who and where they are now, but elevating them into where they're actually going. And because we have that session before the actual photo shoot, we've got a very clear brief and idea of what we're going to create on the day. And then I personally feel like I've got this natural way of holding space for someone to really feel comfortable and step into themselves. But I think it's also important to work with a photographer It's important to work with a photographer who understands what your goals are and really connects with your values and you feel safe because a portrait is capturing the exchange of emotion and how you feel with the person taking the photo. So you need to be having your photo taken with someone that you connect with and understand and you feel comfortable to be your full self and look comfortable because If someone sees your photo and you're not comfortable, you can see it straight away when you see a photo. As I said, picture tells a thousand words and you can see it in the eyes. And when I photograph people, I photograph it to my computer. So we actually look at the photos as we go. And there's tiny little intricacies between each and every image, but that can just say so many different things as well. So it's important that you're getting the right message across through your photo. Yes, I think that's very important. And it's funny because I often look at my clients, you know, when I start working with them and we look at what photo they might be using. And often there's a time when you say, okay, it's time to, you know, because you've changed or you've come through some sort of transformation or you're ready to take that next step. And those images become really important. A lot of the time, some people will have headshots from work that they've taken, things that sort of maybe aren't as obvious of sort of where they're going and where they want to go. But I'm also noticing that not only are they needing to update their photos, and firstly, how often do you think they need to be updating their photos, but also I'm noticing that they're needing a lot more these days than just a headshot because of LinkedIn, because if they want to start their own business at some point, there's just a need for far more photos to be taken. Yeah, definitely. So in regards to times between new photos, I feel like two to three years is ideal you don't want to go more than five years because a lot happens in five years of your life. You could have a baby and then they start school and you're really a whole new person by that stage. So making sure that you do have them updated regularly. You don't want to have a profile image on LinkedIn and then be going for a job or having a meeting with someone. They're like, who are you? Where's Julia? You know, (laughs) you want to look like who you actually are and especially you know, if you're changing your hairstyle all the time or even the clothes that you wear, 
you want to make sure that your image is aligned with that. And then in regards to number of photos, I know in the past, you know, when I was first starting out, I would just do a really simple package and it was three different headshots. But these days they're used for so many different things. You've got proposals. You've also got articles and posts that you're creating on LinkedIn. And when people see that you've invested in yourself and have great images, it grabs their attention and makes them stop and go, who's this person and what have they got to say? And that helps your voice. It helps you be seen and heard more and create more of an influence and impact in what you do as well having a multitude of images for different uses and also thinking about your PR and your marketing. If you're interviewed, you want to make sure that you've got great shots that are at an editorial level that that publisher is willing to put on their website or their newsletter. Then you've also got speaking engagements. You want to make sure you have a certain shot for that. And also a mix of more corporate images to more casual images showing your personality. So having a variety for different uses as well. Yeah, that's a great point actually because firstly having a whole heap of images that you can use online straight away, you're so right. If they're professionally done, you automatically get taken more seriously and people say, wow, look at that. And you just get the the factor of people who know you reconnecting, saying I love your photos or on the first take. But then I'm also finding when we're creating speakers' bios or pitches to podcasts or anything like that, They all want those extra images. And often I see with speaking engagements where somebody will be asked to speak in an event, if they don't have that good quality image, then it just doesn't look as good as other speakers on that particular pack that they hand out to the other speakers. So it's just another reason why you need to be making sure that you've got great photos to draw from. That is so true. And that's the thing. If you're on a a marketing poster with 12 other speakers and your photo is lacking, it might be underexposed or backlit or your hair's messy and blowing around. People are going to look at that and say, well, they don't really take themselves seriously. They don't invest in themselves. They don't believe in what they've got to say is making an impact. So then why would someone else want to invest their time and believe in what you do as well? So it really says a lot about who you are and what you've got to offer. And don't leave it too late as well. If you've got plans in six months to grow your personal brand, if someone calls you and they want to interview you next week, you need to have those photos ready to go. And the lead time to book a photographer is four to six weeks as well. So you don't want to miss out and make sure you've got your library of images there ready to use. And it just gives you so much more opportunity as well, having photos ready to go. I suppose speaking of that, I know you're heading off overseas to do some photography work over there as well. Is that right? You're heading to New York? Yes, I'm looking at being in New York in the second half of this year. So I will have some studio days that I'll be booking there, potentially LA, but I haven't locked that in yet as well. That'll be great. And then you also do Melbourne and Sydney, is that right? Do you ever go up to Queensland? I'm Australia-wide, so I'm actually based in Byron Bay, very luckily. And the great thing is there's one international airport and one domestic airport that's 20 minutes away. So it's only an hour for me to get to Sydney, two hours to Melbourne. So I go to each city or alternate cities every month and I do studio days where I do executive editorial shoots in there or people book me for a VIP day, which is actually available worldwide depending on the travel and if I'm already in that city or not. 
And that's where I invest a lot more time in understanding someone's whole personal brand. And we spend a whole day together creating images to up-level and elevate your brand and your business as well. Sounds wonderful. So I suppose if you could choose anybody to take a photo of, who would that be? I've got a few people on my list. I would love to work with some people that have made a big impact in my life. I would love to photograph Brene Brown, Tony Robbins, Eckhart Tolle, and obviously Oprah, but everyone says Oprah, you know, if they, but I would love to be in the same room as her and photograph her. I have had the opportunity of photographing some really amazing, influential Australian women as well, such as Quinton Bryce, who was the first Australian Governor General. I photographed Nicole Kidman. So I personally just love meeting people, hearing their stories, connecting with them, and creating something that's really unique and special for them that they themselves get to look at and go wow because they've been seen in a different way and captured in a new unique way as well so obviously there's you know the professional photos you can get done but there's also seems to be this trend towards authentic sort of makeup free no frills kind of imagery what do you think of that I think personally there's a certain level like I try not to do over-retouch images at all. I want to keep them as natural and authentic as possible, and I call it more removing distraction. So obviously if someone's got some hair flying away or if there's a little bit of a double chin happening or a pimple, you know, I'm going to remove that because they don't look like that every day when you're talking to them anyway. So I want them to look their best selves as if they were meeting someone and you know, you're not going to pick out those things, but those things really do stand out in a photo. Definitely more raw and natural in the emotion that's created in the images. So showing personality, not just holding a pose and being frozen. And that's why when I'm photographing someone, I make sure I'm having a conversation with them to stimulate different emotions that come through the face and the eyes and make them look and feel alive as well. Yeah. Well, they always look great. It's definitely worth having a look at Prue's website. She's got some, she's taken some amazing photos of some amazing people. Thanks, Sarah. Yeah, I always love how that, that whole personality comes out. What you were talking before about, you know, those people that you'd love to photograph. If we had to just, you know, sort of say what were your top three books that you've ever read, what would you say to that? That's a big question. My top three books. <laughs> yeah, well, I figure since we're on the topic of three inspirational people, then you might have some top three books of inspiration as well for us. So my first favourite book that made a huge impact on my life was um, Spontaneous Fulfillment of Desire by Deepak Chopra. I discovered that book when I was 19 and I was having a bit of a like, what am I doing with my life day? My car was in getting service, so I went to the local library and the book literally fell out the shelf on me and I sat down at the window and I started reading it and I was like wow I really need to read this right now and I looked up and there was a rainbow and I was like right I've got to buy this book and what that taught me was that you really get to choose and create the life that you want for yourself and found that very empowering another book that I absolutely love is Untethered Soul I have that on my bedside table at all times and I can just read any section of it it just grounds me and brings me back to earth and be more connected with who I am, with the people around me and be more present in my everyday life. And I would probably say the next book would be Power by one of my clients, Kemi Nekvapil. And it's really about 
empowering women to live in their full power unapologetically. Highly recommend checking it out. Yes, I've read Power. That's a really great book. I really enjoyed that too. Some fascinating stories in there too, actually. Definitely. And I took the photo on the back cover. (laughs) Just throw that one in there. Oh, that's great. Just as we sort of finish up, what do you think would be some great tips for people? Because I know that lots of people, including myself, a while ago, I used to feel like this, not so much now, but I know a lot of people do sort of put off taking photos because they think, oh, I just hate it. I don't know what to wear. I don't know what to, how to look. I I'm going to feel really uncomfortable. I'm overweight. I don't have enough weight on, whatever it might be. What do you say to those people? Yeah, it's really common to hear those things. Every single person that steps in front of my camera says, I hate having my photo taken. And I say, well, that's one of the reasons that you came to me. But one of the other things that stops people, they say, oh, I'm not like my perfect weight at the moment and I'm not feeling good in myself. Well, doing a photo shoot will make you feel good in yourself if you work with the right person. And too many people hold themselves back from great opportunities, not having a photo shoot, but doing so much in their life because of their body image and their weight. And I just find it's absolutely devastating. Like life is so short and you end up looking back on photos and going, why was I so worried about how much I weighed there? There were so many more beautiful things in life to celebrate and think about and be present with. So I'd really, if that's a message for people, I'd really love you to keep going forward and doing amazing things in your life and don't let your weight hold you back. And then when it comes to being in front of the camera as well, that's why it's important to work with someone that you really connect with so you do feel safe because it is a very vulnerable thing to do. You're exposing yourself to this tiny little lens that then has photos that are going out to the whole world. And working with someone that you can see that they have worked with lots of different body shapes and types as well, because someone that's really tall and long limbs moves differently to someone that's five foot and maybe a little bit curvier or Having larger breasts can be really awkward in photos. So you need to know how to be able to move your arms and not make that a big part of the image as well. Working with someone in that and a great way to prepare is start having a look at images that you like. So a good place to start is Pinterest. Think of maybe a celebrity or someone who has influenced your life or whose style you admire. Look up their name and then portraits of them and start creating a board of portraits that you really like of them. Also have a look back if there's any photos of yourself that you really like. And if you're on Instagram or LinkedIn or on social media and you see some photos you like, take a screenshot of them and start creating a bit of a vision board for the aesthetic and the vibe that you like in photos. So you can then take that to a photographer and go, this is what I want to create. And is that something that you can help me with? It's a really great idea. And that's a really another great reinforcer of that as well, having those images. Yeah, definitely. Like you get to reinvent yourself. Think of Madonna, how many times she's reinvented yourself. So what do you want to create for yourself and why not do that? Who do you want to be? Who's that person? Who do you want to be? What are your values? What do you want your images to say? And these are really important things to uncover and then I help work through with my clients so we get clear on when someone looks at that photo, they're reading that stuff from the image. Mm, That's wonderful. I'm someone who's listening to this right now thinking, oh my God, it's time for me to get those images updated. How do they find you? 
So you can find me on LinkedIn at Pruaja, also on Instagram where I share a few of my adventures and living in a beautiful beachside town in Australia. So that's pruaja.co, but I'm the only Pruaja in the world. So it's P-R-U-E-A-J-A. I'm sure it will be in the show notes as well. And you can have a look at my website and the different packages that I offer too. But in the meantime, you might want to just start having a look at what you want to create for yourself and find a photographer whose style that you admire, reach out to them and make sure that you have a really good connection with them because you are going to be exposing yourself, not too much, but being in a very vulnerable position in front of the camera with them. So you want to feel comfortable and connected to whoever's taking your photo. Yes, I love that. That's great advice. Anything else that you wanted to say, Prue, before we finish up? Something that I would like to say is that we have this one short precious life and we all have a really unique gift to give in this world. So don't hide yourself anymore. Get some beautiful photos. The whole process of going through and getting images is really empowering to see yourself how someone else sees you and then have images that you're proud to show the world that capture other people's attention and then it allows your message and your gift to be shared to more people as well. Yeah, I love that. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much, Prue. It's been such a pleasure having you and I'm sure everybody's now looking at their photos thinking I could definitely do with your work on on my images. So thank you so much and we all know where to find you. So I'm sure lots everyone will be reaching out. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've learned something from this episode that's going to help you make actionable changes in the way you approach your career. If you liked today's episode, make sure to rate, review and share this with a friend. And as always, see you next time.